0: start on demand Demand.
1: with provinces shutting down around us should we be taking a harder look at our possible covid symptoms a winnipeg restaurant owner issues an emotional plea to the province after having to turn away people from out of province who should be isolating We'll speak to the owner of the King's Head, And Global's Abigail Turner gave away some couches recently. Three weeks later, that person brought them back and dumped them on her lawn. So we use that to have a chat about the weirdest thing you've ever returned or had returned to you. I'm Brett McGarry. Alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb, we are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. And this is the Wednesday, April 7th podcast for the start. It is three deg- degrees. <laughs> three degrees outside 680 CJOB. Uh, <laughs> that's two days so out of three so far where I couldn't even spit out the temperature without stumbling. It's Wednesday. It's Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb and Jeff Forte in
0: master control. And we want to get right into it with this. We see uh, a growing percentage of, of Albertans who just given up on this and are not uh, complying. We can only do this together. To prevent a prolonged situation, huge wave that causes massive cancellations of surgeries in our hospitals, and hundreds of preventable deaths, Avoiding that outcome depends on following the public health measures that are already in place. That
1: was Alberta Premier Jason Kenney as he announced yesterday that certain health restrictions were being reintroduced across the province by the end of the week amid rising COVID-19 infections and cases of variants of concern. Kenney suggesting that too many Albertans have let their guard down.
2: Alberta's daily new case counts hovered just below a thousand over the Easter long weekend with variant cases surging going from roughly 100 a day three weeks ago to 676 new cases identified on Tuesday according to the premier. The closures Brett
0: are sweeping. The only responsible choice to save lives and protect our health care system is to take immediate action. And that is why this morning the COVID cabinet committee decided that we must take strong steps to slow the spike and to start bending down the curve one last time. Alberta will be returning to effectively step one of our four-step path forward plan. These measures are designed to buy us time to get enough Albertans vaccinated so we can finally get through this thing. Effective tonight at midnight, this will mean lower capacity limits for retail settings including shopping malls. For adult fitness, one-on-one training with a trainer or instructor is still permitted. Unsupervised individual fitness and group fitness activities will not be allowed. For children's sport and performance lessons, practices and conditioning may continue with restrictions. Performance activities, which include dancing, singing, acting, and playing a musical instrument will not be permitted during this period, and libraries will be closed until further notice. Finally, starting Friday at noon, indoor dining at restaurants will not be allowed. Uh, Takeout, curbside, pickup, and delivery services will remain unaffected, and outdoor patios will be allowed to stay open for bars and restaurants.
2: Loren, you texted the group last night. How long can Manitoba avoid the same thing?
3: well doesn't it feel a bit like deja vu from a year ago when Manitoba was holding its own now granted, we have far different numbers than we did a year ago we're We're living in the fifty sixty seventy case count mark per day. but our doctor top doctor has said you know we're we're still holding with this cautious approach, but as you watch what's happening west and to the east of us, of course, with schools closing in Toronto as of this morning and parents going back to gulp like honestly made me sick to my stomach to read that in class learning you think what's happening around us and and could that possibly come here so yes i i think the doctor will be asked that dr brent rusin day in and day out what are we watching for and and we have to speak pay close attention to what falls out of spring break and were there too many gatherings or Easter gatherings or Passover gatherings but I I, you can't help but look around you and think isn't this where we were a year ago where you watched everything that was going on at that time Ontario and Quebec and thought oh come on Manitoba Let's do this, and then as we hold our breath this time, in in whether you're a business owner or a parent, we're thinking about the school equation or a teacher or wherever nurse working in the hospitals. You kind of have the lesson of what we what happened in the fall and how bad it can get. And so, yeah, I I just that will be the daily question: where where are all these variants taking us?
2: Well, it feels as though it's just a matter of when. There was really no yes or no answer to your question in terms of will we. Uh, avoid this the question is how long can we avoid it for and i guess brett really the other question in my mind is how much are we prepared to do in the meantime to ensure that either a it doesn't happen or b ensure the impact is as little as possible
1: yeah coming up at uh, eight oh seven, we will speak to a business that has lost in the six figures and curious to know what The effect would be if we had to shut things down again and on the subject of impact, on the subject of cost. Lauren, of course, today is budget day. Yeah,
3: of course. This is when we learn how the 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 Manitoba government is going to spend our dollars, right? These are our tax dollars that we hand over, not necessarily (laughs) willingly, every single paycheck. And and then that money gets spent. And so we've had some information revealed over the past couple of days in terms of where we might see some minor tax cuts uh, might see some more spending and particularly the covid spending and i think it's really hard to look at this budget this year even more so than last year when we were at the start of this pandemic and think where can the dollars go beyond just the preparation for vaccinations beyond schools, beyond PPE. It's really hard, Greg, to look outside that COVID box right now.
2: No question about it. Uh, The one question I have for the Minister, yes, expenditures, we know they're going to be dramatically different with regard to healthcare, with regard to PPE, vaccine implementation. But my question is, how are revenues doing? I know some of you are hurting. I know some of you have lost your jobs or had reduced hours or have had to take a pay cut but for many people things are going pretty strong and the economy seems to go very strongly for many aspects of the economy right now i think i might have just kind of uh done the uh whole idea of redundancy there but uh the point is things seem to be going very strongly brett in a lot of areas of the economy how are revenues doing for the province overall that's that's what i'll be interested to see
1: Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. I see here we have a story, Greg, from loyal listener Wade in Nova Scotia.
2: Yeah, we were talking about restrictions and how things are going east and west and the concerns about, you know, what happens in Manitoba. And Wade said this, we had to come back to Winnipeg for an unexpected death in the family. We flew in last Friday and left on Sunday. And, of course, our condolences to you and your family, Wade. We uh, When we flew into Winnipeg, we... We're greeted with zero checks on where we would be isolating. The same can be said in Toronto. We had an eight-hour layover there. Upon our return to Halifax, we had an eighteen. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Sorry. And Toronto had an eight-hour layover, but here it says they had an 18-hour layover. Sorry, Wade. So we decided to get a hotel. Again, zero checks and balances on where we would be isolating. When we arrived back home in Halifax and after we landed, there were signs and staff everywhere checking if we did our declaration for self-isolating. Once we gathered our luggage, there were more staff asking said questions. We then proceeded through a line that checked our addresses with our declaration. To make sure they were the same, there was also police monitoring in said prod- process. Since we've been home, we get daily emails checking that we are still isolating and have not experienced any uh, issues you can appreciate why Nova Scotia is controlling COVID-19.
1: And as we were telling you at the top of the show, tighter restrictions, Greg, are being reintroduced in Alberta. Yeah, and Ontario is also looking at a
2: province-wide stay-at-home order with an announcement expected later today. Schools in Toronto are already closed this morning. The students there return to in-class learning after their spring break. While here in Manitoba, Dr. Rusin says no changes are in the cards at least for now.
4: We'll adjust our public health measures uh, as required. Uh, But right now, um, we're in a, uh, um, you know, really a cautious uh, place where we're continuing to watch things, where um, we're going to have to be really, um, you know, cautious as we um, uh, look at these next public health orders.
3: So that's coming, you know, in the weeks ahead, uh, and we'll see if any changes are made to either loosen or just keep things status quo or potentially tighten those restrictions. We're holding our own and we hope to continue doing that. We don't want to see any further restrictions. I think we can all agree to that, but nor do we want to return to where we were back in the fall. And so I don't know about you guys, but as we look to the west and east of us and we look at the variants of concern that are raising so many flags and causing some of those problems and tighter restrictions in BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Ontario, basically everyone around us, I've started re-examining the symptoms list and doing that check. I think, Brett, we were talking a few weeks ago about our allergies and how both you and I this time of year, fair to say we've been stuffed up. on and off for weeks now. And we know this comes and we know we have these symptoms. And and so both you and I talked about going online and doing that COVID-19 test check because myself, I was congested for so long that I thought, I don't want to be the jerk, quite frankly, who's walking around ignoring something when I should be more concerned. And I wondered, do these variants have additional symptoms I hadn't thought of? So I had gone online. I did that test over three days 15 times, it never once recommended that I go get the check because I'm just stuffed up, just congested. But I I thought to myself, well, I don't want to be spreading something just in case something's different. Something is going on. I went and got a test last week and had the family hunkered down for 36 hours while we went and got that test and waited for the results. And we all just stayed home and it came back negative as I thought it would. But I did think to myself, am I missing something? Is something shifted? from this year over last, particularly because we're talking about those variants.
1: And Dr. Brent Rusin says the symptoms are much the same as they were at the start.
4: So we haven't seen a lot of uh, change necessarily. Uh, So the typical symptoms, you know, fever, aches, fatigue, uh, uh, runny nose, sore throat, cough, uh, shortness of breath, the typical respiratory uh, symptoms that we uh, expect and have come accustomed to. um, We've, uh, you know, listed Um, The GI gastrointestinal um, symptoms, uh, you know, such as vomiting and diarrhea, you know, for quite some time. Um, And, you know, we would say that we uh, not necessarily those are increasing, uh, but they are increasingly missed as concerning symptoms. Uh, and so we have seen outbreaks uh, related to people who first presented with those symptoms who, uh, you know, didn't think of COVID because it wasn't really respiratory symptoms. Uh, so it's uh, good to keep in mind for, uh, for healthcare providers, for, uh, for Manitobans that even these uh, GI symptoms, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea um, uh, can relate to COVID. Clearly, if you, if you think
2: even you'd, you're just wondering. Go online, do what Loren did. And uh, Dr. Rusin reminding us yesterday, Brett, that most often test results are coming back in 24 hours
1: or so. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb get a text message yesterday from Greg Mackling saying, this is insane. Is that to encapsulate the, the emotion you were trying to show? Couldn't be more accurate. Okay. And it's a tweet from our colleague and friend, Abigail Turner from Global News Morning. She's filling in this morning, as you just heard, for Kayla Evans. And she asks on Twitter yesterday, anyone know of a place that could use well-loved free couches? Gave my set on Facebook Marketplace away three weeks ago, and the guy showed up today dropping them back off, looking even more loved than before on my front lawn. That's unbelievable. And it's going to now inspire a conversation on weird returns. What's the weirdest thing you've ever had to return? Or perhaps you've worked in retail and you've had weird things returned to you. Text us a story at 204-780-6868 for your chance to win a $20 gift card for Santa Lucia pizza, which hopefully you won't have to return. Loren, you've got a story of a friend uh, uh, who, well, I'll just let you tell the story.
3: Well, they, their husband worked, this is years ago in a big box construction type store, like a Home Depot. I think it was actually a Home Depot. And so obviously we know what is sold there. There's all sorts of things, but this next item is definitely not sold in Home Depot. Some guy walked in apparently and said, I'd like to return these four tires. (laughs) And Home Depot guy is like, well, we don't, we don't sell tires, but they have this return policy. Apparently this is at the time in Southern Ontario where they worked where they sort of just took anything back. And so they took back the tires. This guy walked in, was adamant that he had bought them at the Home Depot again, even though there are no tires sold there. And the store took them back. And I thought, man, the the pair, or however you want to put it, the, <laughs> the, that, that, that exists there to walk in and be so sure. I get nervous returning things when I don't have a receipt. And then I'm always surprised when they say, yeah, well, we can give you a store credit. We can't give you your cash back because you don't have the receipt. And I say, oh, yes, Sure. And I I am amazed when they agree to do that. But to take an item back that is not in your store to begin with, I mean, you really are. That's chutzpah. That's chutzpah. That's chutzpah. Thank you. That's the word I was looking <laughs> for, it's Cam. The word That's some for
1: that. serious chutzpah. <laughs> uh, that is unbelievable. And Greg, there's an urban legend around that particular item, isn't
2: there? Yeah, when I used to train the new staff at Chi-Chi's way back in the day, I used to t- tell the story about Nordstrom, the legendary retailer in the States. And the story was exactly or very similar. Loren, a uh, gentleman showed up a couple days after Christmas, had got these tires for Christmas, didn't want them. Could they please take them back? Of course, Nordstrom did not sell t- tires. Uh, but they did take him back. At least that's how the urban legend goes. And the the founder of Nordstrom, I think, perpetuated the store perpetuated the story. But in recent years, it's been uh, come to uh, to be learned that this story is a little bit of an urban legend. So, but it oh, is. I
3: wonder if it is maybe, or maybe my friend's husband owns Nordstrom. Is that what I'm? That- <laughs>
2: no, no, I think it's just one <laughs> of those things that has taken on a life of its own. It's a great story. It's very represent. Re- representative
5: of what we would all like to do if we were in business and to treat people a certain way.
1: Cam Poitras, what's your story?
5: Well, it's kind of, I got flashbacks, uh, uh, listening to Abigail's story on a couch, uh, on that couch. Cause when I was in Calgary, I was moving back to Winnipeg. Oh goodness. This must've been four years ago or so. And I was trying to get rid of a couch and I was, I was donating a bunch of my stuff. I was, I was coming back with basically just a truck full of stuff. I said, I'm giving everything away. So I had the the local refuge, uh, refugee uh, group came in to check it out. They didn't want it. There was just a little hole on the top. There was nothing wrong with the couch, and the women's shelter came in to look at it. Nobody wanted this couch, and so I tried to sell, I tried to call the city of Calgary. And I said, "Okay, if it costs me thirty bucks or whatever, I'll just get them to come and pick it up." And I called the city of Calgary. They wanted to charge me like hundred dollars for this to pick up this couch. So I said, "Screw it! I got my buddy Shalom." <laughs> We went and picked it up, picked up the couch. I dragged it into the back alley, dumped it by the dumpster and walked away. You want to charge me a hundred bucks to pick up this couch? Now deal with it.
1: <laughs> Attaboy, fight the power, cab.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Braun, what about you?
6: A friend of mine had a similar thing happen, Cam. And instead of what he did was, he was much more sneaky about it. He got an axe, he cut the <laughs> couch into like eight pieces, and over the course of a couple of weeks, he would like drive around and dump a piece <laughs> in a different <laughs> dumpster. <laughs> in the <laughs> <see> <laughs> it like a murder scene. absolutely
1: untraceable back to him. <laughs> It was wow. so wild. That wow. is some serious effort, and that's amazing.
3: I'm picturing, you know, who's the guy in Shawshank Redemption? as he's sl- t- slowly um, releasing oh. the stones from his prison cell? <laughs>
5: sand out of his pants.
3: Yes, yeah. so now it's this guy walking around with just pieces of upholstery in
5: his pocket. Or just just d- dropping d- 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 <laughs> drop it. Dropping them out of his... Uh, so, uh, leg sleeve, you know. Jeez. <laughs> Everyone at work is like, what? Wh- whose couch cushion is this? Is this that is excellent. Oh, God, you're, you're reminding me of, I uh, used to work at a box
3: store, and the, all the returns that we got, if it was missing a, a little piece, didn't matter. We'd bring it to the back, and then we'd just smash it all. we You'd have to smash it all and throw it in the dumpster. If you didn't smash it, then people would go in the dumpster and grab it, so... Uh, that's what happened with those returns.
5: <laughs> you just got to smash them? Yeah, you put on uh, glasses, protective glasses and
1: gloves, and you'd get a crowbar and hammer, and you just go wild. Wow. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, how old were you when you got to do this? Uh, right before I worked here, so 21. That's like a dream job for a young guy. Yeah, but uh, the rest of the job was... <laughs> Not so great. Yeah, I you know. <laughs> so it was, like, it was like a healthy way for you to take out your frustrations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Macklin, you got a quick one?
2: I I just want to say I'm sick and tired of uh, buying other people's returns. The repacks, I think they call it in the retail industry. uh, Every single time that I'm at uh, any store, I go three, four deep on the shelf trying to find one that hasn't been opened already. And it's becoming increasingly impossible to find. So that's my frustration with returns.
3: Would you take Spencer's return? He just texted to say a friend works at Costco they had an older couple who returned a cooked and half eaten prime rib roast. <laughs> they didn't care for it, Greg. Would you take that roast? They just got halfway sure. through and we're like, This I didn't
2: Nope. Here, we'll give you $7 store credit for that. Just don't ever come
1: back. So here's what we need from you at 204 780 We need your stories on returns, something you have tried to return, or perhaps if you've worked in retail, something that somebody tried to return to you. 204 780 Santa Lucia Pizza gift card on the line, $20 worth. We'll give it away just after 9.15. Return stories at 204 Greg, you've got a good one.
2: Yes, I love this one. My dad bought a DeWalt skill saw when it was on sale. He put it away on a shelf because he didn't need to use it right away. One day, his friend was over, so he decides to show off his new DeWalt skill saw. When he unpacks it, he finds inside the box a very old Mastercraft skill saw with the cord cut
1: oh, off. Oh, my
3: god! So someone re- returned that instead, it, like as a scam, I'm guessing. <laughs>
1: Yes. That is just Ugh. brutal. Yes. That is so frustrating. So keep the stories story, coming. Though. <laughs> yeah, and now it's a funny story. Mackling McGarry and McNabb, question of the day at cjob.com, brought to you by Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first, you'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace, 204-832-6243. The question that went up yesterday afternoon, a new survey says one in three people who have been working at home during the pandemic would quit their job if forced to go back to the workplace. Where do you stand? 69% say, I could never work at home forever. 31% say, I'm with them. You should be able to work where you want. Thirty-one percent. Does that surprise you, Greg? Surprises me. Mm, Yes and no. I mean,
2: Loren, you're the one that's been stuck home for almost thirteen months now. But I know a lot of people have fallen in love with it.
3: Yeah, no question. There are so many advantages to it. But at the end of the day, how how, thirty-one percent have that? uh, Do they also have that option? Like it's really easy for me to say, yeah, no. I, you know what? I'm not coming. I'm sticking here. I'm staying in my Batman pajamas. All right, well, you're fired. I mean, like, I'm not saying that's how that would go down. I'm sure that lots of employers would work to give their employees options if it makes sense for right. that workplace. So, you know, I think that there's going to be an increased amount of flexibility on both ends for both the bosses and the people working for them. But I don't know if a third of the people have a say Who says, that matter.
2: Who says Brett and I haven't gone to our news overloads and said, if Lorraine ever sets foot back in the studio, we're quitting. Keep her
3: there. Keep her at home. I, I've heard she doesn't Washes off and keep her at right home. Unclean. <laughs> She's unclean.
1: I weigh in at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Cast your vote cjob We'll get a new question up soon and make sure we throw that on Twitter. Also, we had that paint text regarding returns because we're asking you at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight to tell us a story about returns. Whether it's a weird item that you've had to return or something that was returned to you, if you've ever worked in retail, and what's the story that was uh, sent to us? I think this it was this Bretton Selkirk who sent this one
3: mm-hmm uh, he texted to say he was working at caprice Distrib- distributors Caprice distributors in nineteen ninety one A lady came in with a can of paint saying that it didn't match the other two cans. I asked if she had a receipt, which she didn't. so I asked, well, when did you buy the paint' She replied, well, built the garage in the spring of 1967, and we painted it that summer. So the paint can was 24 years old. The reason it didn't match is that she had mixed it in all the rust from the inside of the can. Sorry, madam, maybe you can use it for trim, was the response. That, again, I love, could you imagine? I love
2: both sides of that story. The gumption and uh, the retort. Outstanding.
3: We should do that with a car. Did you, it's just not working. I'm returning this car. It's it doesn't got rust match. all over it.
2: <laughs> My 67 it's, doesn't match that 91 <laughs> model. What's going on there?
3: <laughs> doesn't that Bluetooth. I don't know why, why Why? not.
1: Keep your stories coming, 204-780-6868. In the meantime, the Winnipeg Jets got back to their winning ways with victory over Ottawa on Monday night. Tomorrow night, the first of two games in a row in Montréal versus Le Canadiens. Yeah,
2: the Jets bounce scoring and forward depth and outstanding goaltending are the keys to whatever success they are to have in the playoffs. What if the playoffs are hit with a COVID outbreak on one or more teams? Leah Hextall, Hextall and Hockey, joins us now. Good morning, Leah.
7: Good morning, Greg, Brett, and Loren. And I have to tell you, um, I'm with Loren on that. Um, You know, I'd like to stay in my Batman pajamas too and stay (laughs) home as long as possible, but I don't think I'm in the position to do that either or else I'll get canned.
2: Play-by-play in Batman pajamas. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think uh, the possibilities the are lengthy. Pick. I
7: take the slippers in that play-by-play role. Instead
2: <laughs> of the heels, I'll tell ya. Uh, yeah, so you. Ah, yes. You took your shoes off during that five-overtime game, didn't you? I sure did. <laughs> that, yeah, and
7: it stunk, but
2: it doesn't matter. <laughs> good for you. Hey, let's expand on your bubble thoughts from yesterday. Not the bubble thoughts like above your head in a cartoon yeah. or a comic strip, but not to boil down your, you know, your excellent comments into a sentence or two, but I'll have to. Uh, what you said is that the NHL may need the bubble to have any chance of making it through the playoffs as smoothly as they did last year. You also said the players aren't interested in that. So is that the end of the conversation?
7: Well, Greg, the players aren't interested in it, and quite frankly, the league doesn't want it at all either because what people have to understand is that it is a huge economic burden On the league to perform the bubble over just doing playoffs on the regular because they take the expense of it. Um, The players, as you mentioned, it's a non starter. But with what's going on in Vancouver, the bubble likely was at the bottom of the list when they were thinking of uh, scenarios for the playoffs when it comes to the league. I think it's probably advanced a bit up the chain. And it has to because it's more so a concern to me when you get to the point in June when you're down to the final four teams and the North Division winner has to now cross the border. First of all, is that even going to be able to happen? Because as we know, the border is still closed to non-essential travel. It was the same hiccup that they had in 2020. That still has to get decided. There is some time and vaccinations are rolling. But the fact is, is that's a lot of back and forth. So do you go to a bubble for the final four, which would only be, you know, a limited period of time? Because if what happens in Vancouver happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Vancouver Canucks are going to be off two to three weeks. We can't do that in the playoffs. That defeats the integrity of what it is. Part of the playoffs is that grind, is that seven-game series. And when we talk about the integrity of the game, I just don't see how it could continue on if there's a COVID outbreak, and COVID is still going to be with us in a couple months. So the NHL has some decisions to make, and I think it's back on the table.
3: Yeah, those are some of the off-ice conversations, Leah. But whether it's a bubble or no bubble, of course, Jets fans would love to see our team in the Final Four. And one of the ways we're hoping to get there is with our excellent forwards. We've been talking about Andrew Copp a lot this week. He plays in the third line with Adam Lowry. He also sees power play time with that second unit. He has 30 points on the season, uh, which makes him the fifth leading scorer, I believe. W- would you say that's a little or a way off script based on how he felt coming into the season for him?
7: I think it's right on script, actually. I think this is the development of Andrew Kopp that we've seen. You know, the thing about Andrew Kopp is he's having a career year and offensively he has become a standout. and what people have to understand is that Andrew Cobb can play anywhere in the lineup. He can also play wing or center, but his biggest asset is that he makes everyone he plays with better. He's the first forward to go over the boards for the pound to kill, and as Loren, you just said, he's a huge piece of that secondary power play. He can play with the likes of Scheifele and Wheeler and be that defensive conscience of the line. He can play on the second line in innate capacity, but his best years are on that third line, as you just mentioned, playing along Adam Lowry as his centerman. Koff and Lowry on a third line in a conservative fashion. Paul Maurice uses them to play, Against the best on an opponent's side. And you look at what's gone on with Kopp. He has started to work with Adam Oates, the way that Shifley and Wheeler do. And that has brought out his offensive side of his game. But the most important thing about Kopp and the crux of this is that while he has his offensive game coming, he does not take away from his defensive foundation. And Paul trusts him in all situations. And that's really why I think you're seeing such performance by Andrew Kopp. And this is just the player that he is, that everyone within that team knows but perhaps the outside world is just finding out.
1: Now the fourth line of Perot, Trevor Lewis and Nate Thompson have yet to be on the ice at the same time for a five-on-five goal against this season. That doesn't seem possible, does it?
7: Well, it's a credit to the fourth line and good for them. Um, You know, we have to put that into some context, into some perspective. And I'm not trying to take anything away. But your fourth line isn't always playing against the best that the opposition has. Their time on ice is also much more limited than, say, your top six. So there is a better chance that this could happen with a fourth line than any other line. But that being said, I really think that we have to, to take away that traditional mentality of, oh, the first line is the best players, the second line is the second best, third, fourth, yada, yada. Because that's just not the case anymore. That's not the way that hockey works. Yes, your top line is your stars, but the fact of the matter is is your bottom six is a foundation of your club, and they have to be able to do things like not allow a goal, five on five. They are skilled, but in a different way. They're successful but in a different way. And that's what this fourth line is illustrating by not having, you know, allowing that five on five goal against them, showing that defensive presence. And when you look at Matthew pro Nate Thompson and Trevor Lewis, let's remember here, Matty pro can play anywhere up and down the lineup. I think he's the biggest trade bait we have out there. I've said that for years. You look at Nate Thompson, such a veteran player. And then Trevor Lewis, let's remember everyone. He's a Stanley cup winner with the LA Kings. He knows what it takes to keep the puck out of the net. So the fact that the jets have a fourth line with those types of capabilities Just setting them up for all sorts of success as the
2: season goes on. Leah, we got to let you go here, but you didn't honestly just suggest the Jets trade Matthew (laughs) Perot.
7: Listen, Greg, I have said that before. Listen. You got to give something to get something. So if we want to get something of worth like a top defenseman, do you think that we can just do that for nothing? I no. don't
2: think so. I know there is be a sorry. price to pay, but I think that would be a foolish price to pay. We can uh, debate this so on text. Trade? I don't know, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think we got to go f- I don't know. We'll All talk right, about exactly this via text later on, but you can't trade 85 and I'll I die hear on you. that I hill. Yeah, you. All
7: right. <laughs> okay. Take care everyone.
1: Leah Hextall, Hextall and hockey joining us live on 680 CJOB for our weekly Jets chat. Mackling McGarry and McNabb, excited to speak to our next guest. We will bring him on in a moment, but just a quick camping update. And I, I just, I wonder why they opened this up on weekdays, because you got to wonder how many people are at work right now, but also trying to book camping sites. Like our colleague Phil Aubrey down the hall at Power 97 is at something like 27,927 in oh. line. And,
2: yeah. uh, <laughs> he, he's miles ahead of Samantha Stevens at uh, Peggy at 99.1. Okay. She's at 38. Thousand one hundred. I asked, did you bring a sleeping bag? Do you have water? Three square meals for a lineup like that? And Loren?
3: 42,554 oh! <laughs> in line. So you're telling me there's no chance is what I'm hearing here. Holy smokes. I, I get we've seen an unprecedented demand this year for camping. All sorts of people are looking to do it. I think a lot of people are kind of curious maybe and, and hopping online. And, and then of course that this doesn't mean there's 42,553 people. Ahead devices. Of there's that many devices because we've heard from campers who are good at this. They get their multiple laptops, iPads, phones, different browsers going in hopes that they can move up more quickly in the queue. I just tweeted out that this doesn't bode well. I'm going to return in July and see if there's any leftovers. But Brett, (laughs) I was talking to my husband after I got off air with you Monday, telling the story about my Caesar stump, how the (laughs) crucial... Key to camping is to have a stump to put your Caesar on, yeah. and he was like, We should start camping again. So here I am <laughs> 42,554 in line. Listen, it's not like you can't work and watch this happen in front of you.
1: So you do the booking, he finds you the Caesar stump. Is that the, the deal?
3: I gotta be honest, this booking's not happening either, so <laughs> he's gonna have to do some booking and find a Caesar stump. Okay. He's not gonna Caesar itself.
1: Two nights ago. A local restaurant owner posted something on social media that left all three of us with our jaws on the floor.
3: Yeah, this restaurant said they had to turn away multiple people who shouldn't be going out, like someone from B.C. who just flew in or a couple from Saskatchewan who just drove in. And apparently there was even another couple who had just crossed the border, all within a matter of hours, Greg.
2: Yeah, this happened at the King's Head and owner Chris Graves joins us now on the start. Christopher, good morning. Good morning, folks. How are we doing? We're doing all right. Uh, hey, your post provided more detail, and I read uh, most of the 100-plus comments that followed. Uh, the primary question, where is my government? You want to know this. Why are you asking it?
8: Yeah, well, I mean, I mean the biggest concern has is, is always been the safety of the staff, right? I mean, that's always how it's been for me and for our patrons, And I've seen this story before, and what happens is that Manitoba seems to be doing okay. For some reason, our government just does not have a handle on this interprovincial or international travel. And what happens, and again, it's the same tune that we sing, but our industry continues to be that governing force for them. And I don't think it's fair because what happens is there's inconsistencies. And then, you know, I sit there and I watch it happen. And then I'm pretty sure that when they leave, they're going to find another place to go dine in. And that's, I think, what's frustrating, too. But it's just it's sad when we continue to have to be the ones to turn people away.
3: Yeah, under the rules, you can ask for that ID, that matching ID, and all those questions, Chris, Chris. And you're going, I think, above and beyond what maybe maybe some others are doing, because you could also just sign that form and say, yeah, we live in the same house and move on. And whether, you know, it's kind of on that honesty policy. But when I read your post, you'll have to forgive me for asking this, but it I almost couldn't believe it, because in a span of a couple of hours, you had people from different pro- provinces, not just one couple, not just two, but several examples and and i beg the question to say are you serious this really happened
8: yeah so even after that post i had a people i had a couple people you know kind of questioning on it and, and a few people asked me if i was lying and and if it was actually very ironic as i had finished that post uh one of my servers texted me and said yep just turn four more people away from bc and so it happens, and I mean, in that entire span, that would have been in about two and a half, three hours, we turned away about eight to twelve people, uh, just that were from out of province. Yesterday alone, we turned away about eight. Every day we do, every day, and I I say, hey, come on down, you can sit with me. We'll sit there and we'll watch it happen because it happens, and it's it's an unfortunate circumstance because. The especially with the sensitivity of the variant. I, I can't afford to close down anymore. I mean it was it was tough enough as it was. And you know, I look back, I'm from the East Coast, I look at what Nova Scotia did. You had to literally check in when you were coming in. They had people at the borders, they called you, they they made sure that you were adhering to the, the quarantine rules. Here it's an absolute free for all. You know, heaven forbid, you can try to even find you come off a plane if there's a pamphlet on quarantining. It's it's just, I don't know why, it's just so ridiculous.
1: And what are your thoughts, Chris, on various provinces shutting things down? Again, we've heard of new restrictions coming to Alberta, B.C., Ontario is thinking about a province-wide stay-at-home order. That's got to be raising your stress level. That That could happen here.
8: Oh yeah. I'm completely nervous. And, and that's, again, this is what we've seen before, right? We've seen this story. We've seen this, we've, we've heard this song before and, you know, Manitoba seems to be doing great. We get a little bit laxadaisy. The, the, the rules aren't in place when they should be. And then next thing, you know, we're shut down and then we're shut down for last time. We were shut down for three and a half months. And, you know, I just hope that doesn't happen at all. I mean, I i'm I'm a bit pessimistic that we we're going to be able to stay open, but I truly hope that the government looks at this somehow. I mean, I don't know maybe too littles too late, I suppose, but we just need to keep going and and we're doing everything we can, like the king said is doing everything we can to try to keep it safe, and there's I can tell you, I guarantee we will not be ground zero for any other contacts.
1: Chris Graves, owner of the King's Head Pub, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Chris, we'll see you Friday at uh, 11 a.m.
8: Oh, you know your place. You know where you are. We know where you'll be.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Chris. I, and when I walk in, he's got a little name tag I read that says Brett's Place. So I appreciate that. I, I And I feel bad because I missed last Friday because golf season was open. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we are asking you to text us at 204-780-6868. Stories about returning stuff after Global's Abigail Turner. She gave away some couches on Facebook Marketplace three weeks ago. (laughs) The guy brought them back and dumped them back on her lawn yesterday. So the weird stuff that you have either returned or have had returned to you, maybe you worked in retail. Here's a great one, Greg, from an honest listener. Okay. Do you see it? Oh, I do actually. Thank you. I bought two Coleman
2: lanterns from a yard sale for five bucks. The glass is broken, hence the low price. I returned them to Walmart and got. Two brand new lanterns.
3: Ooh, sneaky mm. and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: welcome,
1: listener, for paying inflated prices on your behalf. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so keep those coming. Santa Lucia pizza, twenty dollar gift card up for grabs at nine fifteen. And just before that at nine oh five. Loren, what are we doing there?
3: Well, we've been talking a lot about where we fit in the vaccine line, right? And waiting to hear where we're going to end up when it comes to getting that uh, vaccine to move on with life. Well, as we wait to talk about that line, there's so many Manitobans who are really focused on their bottom line with increasing concerns about their job future and unemployment and, and, you know, working poor. And so we're going to visit with Manitoba Harvest because as we wait to hear what's in this budget to just help ordinary Manitobans, we know there are many more Manitobans that are turning to food banks for help. So we're going to check in with them just after the 9.
1: And now it's Wednesday just after 8.30, which means we're going to do a little different this week because I finally put this together.
6: Yeah, I like it. Is that better? I like it. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, we got to stick with Greg's introduction, Uh, but some music and sound effects. And then, of course, you know, Brett being the production wizard that he is. Wow. I am. Touched. Now, is that going to change every week, or is that the one gonna we're going to use that one every Holy week? Holy
2: crow. I can, t- I can, I can tweak <laughs> wow. it.
1: I can tweak it week to week. And just you I'm know, kidding. I picked this song. I'm kidding. Yes. I picked this particular song because I remember listening to you on Power when I was on the oh. bus riding to school, and when the song yes. was over, you came on and you were st- you were still singing it.
6: Oh, gosh. You know what? I, I was an idiot back in, in my rock radio <laughs> days. Some of this, I really, truly was. No. i singing the song. And oh, some of this—I think now about some of this. I mean, it was rock radio, right? That's what you did. You know, you turned up the volume. And I was younger, and yeah. But I look back now, and I—it was great times.
1: Well, it made me happy. Made me happy. I'm in school, so.
6: This will make you happy, Brett. It's beer day. Just simply beer day today. Yes. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, also, no housework day. And really, it's been no housework day for a year now with all of us on Zoom, right? You don't need to clean anymore. Just that one corner.
2: Just that one area.
6: Just the wall. Hey, it's interesting to me how uh, things have made COVID comebacks, right? Various stuff have, uh, things have uh, uh, come back. Like, for example, we were all baking like we were June Cleaver at the start of this, right? And Mm -hmm. then drive-in theaters, you know, became popular again. Well, listen to the latest uh, throwback item that is popular again. The hula hoop. Really? Ooh. Yes. Yes, the hula hoop. Apparently, it is very difficult to find one. There is a new one out there that comes with an app, apparently. it the It's a smart hoop, and it speaks to an app. It's made by Whammo Hoops. <laughs> yep, Whammo Hoops. Oh, and, man. And uh, you apparently, th- their sales went up 20% last year. They sold over a million hoops, a million Whammo Hoops. And so good luck finding any hula hoop, but especially... A whammo hoop, But there you go. It's just really funny how we've just kind of, you know, sort of gone back to the future in a way with some of this stuff,
3: eh? I would like someone to show me how you can make a hula hoop work effectively. I st- uh, Years of trying as a kid. It spun around me twice and then fell to the ground. I'm in yeah. awe of people who make that thing work. They got some hips that I don't, hell.
6: Yeah, well, and I've got too much hips. <laughs> and uh, so it th- does not work at all. We should work uh, together
3: on this. Yes. I'm going to get us some hula hoops, and you and okay. I can start some sort of dance yeah. class.
6: I wonder, hey, there may be an opportunity here, a business opportunity. Greg, you, you and I are always talking business, and, and maybe we could make a two-meter hula hoop, which would fit around my hips, and it would also be a socially distanced, right?
2: <laughs> well, maybe we could use hoverboard technology, and it would just yeah. sort of hover around you as you're yeah. walking around. Right and then that yes. way people would have to keep their space, um, I'll, I'll call you right after this show.
6: Okay, good. Yes, excellent. So we're looking for seed money, <laughs> if anybody out there, <laughs> if anybody out there is, uh, has any money. Okay, so hula hoop shortage. Here's the latest one I heard about. Uh, pickles. You know, at the start of this, we were short of jars. Now we're actually short of the pickles. Apparently frost in Texas and a lack of people to pick uh, the pickles. Boy, I better be careful how I say that. Uh, is apparently causing for a pickle shortage. And then I'm sure you heard this one yesterday. I was talking about it on my show. Ketchup is in short supply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the packets, little ketchup packets, right? Yeah. Especially the little packets because restaurants have been doing so much takeout. And they've also uh, told uh, restaurants that have been able to have people in their dining rooms, don't use the same ketchup bottle for everybody. Oh, of course. And so it's, oh, yeah. Man. And so it's just caused a mess. And, uh, that's the latest, uh, uh shortage. Ketchup.
2: I'm gonna see how and- we're gonna to go to the Hal cabin. Hal's gonna be taking his bottles of ketchup and squeezing them into little tiniest Ziploc bags. <laughs> well, there you go. And reselling those on Craigslist or like on the Kijiji. old icing
3: when you used to when you yes. ice the cake and you put it into a Ziploc bag. It'll just be Hal's ketchup. Yeah. Is this the start? There it is.
6: Is this the start or Shark Tank? I'm 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 not sure this morning. A little bit of both. A little of both. Yeah, you know what I'm both. looking at
2: right now? Speaking of mm. uh, these uh, hula hoops and reselling stuff, one yeah. of our listeners alerted us to the fact, uh, we, I think, brought up this possibility last week that perhaps there are people buying up these campsites and reselling them. That's exactly mm. what they think is happening in Ontario. Yeah.
6: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any Definitely chance that's to happened. make a buck. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, just on the uh, subject of shortages and stuff, Uh, here's why we are seeing some of the shortages and why we are likely to see more there's a problem with the shipping containers there's a shortage of shipping containers and of course just about everything comes in shipping containers right whether it comes across water on a boat and then ends up on a truck or whatever it's it's in a a shipping container and uh, one of the big companies that makes these boxes these metal uh, giant metal boxes is in china and because of covid19 it was shut down and so th- that's one of the reasons that uh, we are seeing some of these shortages. And they say that because of a shortage of shipping containers, we could see shortages again of toilet paper, uh, also furniture, cheese, and coffee. I'm hearing already about a coffee shortage, so uh, keep that in mind. We're apparently going to be doing a lot of, and I love new terms, right? When I hear something for the first time, I like to uh, point it out. Revenge shopping. Have you heard about this, Loren? Revenge <laughs> no. shopping
3: like what am i what am i angry about
6: well you're angry about not being able to shop for over a year and so now you're going to go out and do revenge shopping and they say that we're not going to go buy another air fryer right or you know something that we've already bought another another uh, pair of sweatpants Uh, We're going to spend money on the finer things in life, much like the Roaring Twenties, only it's going to be the Roaring 2020s. So we're going to go out and spend money, because many people, not everybody, because some people have really struggled during the pandemic, but many people have been able to tuck away some cash, and they're going to be spending it on the finer things in life, the things they have not been able to enjoy during the pandemic so I that you, was kind of
3: I just ordered banana clips last week because they were making a comeback and I've got them sitting on my counter I'm waiting to debut those as, I don't think that's what they meant by the finer look in life that's no, for sure but
6: probably not hey and on my show quick plug here on my show today uh producer Kyle's producing my show today and he's great with music we're going to talk and play music songs that you love but make you feel embarrassed this is another one of those Reddit oh. threads I came across songs you love to hear Put a smile on your face, but you're kind of embarrassed about liking the song and playing it and listening to it. So we'll do that on my show today.
1: Hal Anderson afternoons, 1230 to three weekdays on 680 CJOB, barring a COVID-19 update at 1230. And I'm just trying to think. There's a a song by One Direction. Um, I think it's the best song ever is what it's called. That's what it's called, the best song ever. (laughs) And I I suppose that's the first thing that jumped to mind for a song that I would be embarrassed about. But you know Mm -hmm. what? I'm not embarrassed about it. I like it. It's a good song, so I don't care.
6: Sure. Or Barbie Girl by Aqua. Remember that one? Of course. Classic. There's a bunch.
2: I went out into the parkade to my vehicle the other day, and this uh, gentleman's parking his car, and I'm listening and his doors are thumping, and I look at him. He's got to be in his 60s, and he's got the Bee Gees just cranked. So I wait for him to get out of his car. I go, you can never get enough Bee Gees. He's like, "Nah, never enough Bee Gees. There you go.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mackling McGarry and McNabb oh. and uh, Megan Trainer. That's right. This is I this. love this song. And you're embarrassed the fact that you love this? Well, it's just
3: that I find myself singing it. It's, it's got to be four or five it's years somebody. old. And every once in a while, I just like to fire out a, if I was you, I'd want to It's like kind of a nice walking song. And so I said to Fort J, because Hal just said a few minutes ago that he wants to talk on his show about those songs that you love to listen to. Let's just listen to this part, though. And the song... You said we were going
2: to listen to the song. <laughs> I You said I it you, just, you said
3: we were going to listen to the song So good And so I yeah, said to 14 I
7: was you I'd want to be me too. I'd want to be me too. Yeah, I'd want to be me
3: uh, I said, Forte, cue up that song. And he said, Megan Traynor, oh no, Brett hates her. And I was like, double down then, my friend, crank it up. I love how you all
2: knew what song it was without mentioning the song. It's uh, pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't, I, I actually quite enjoy her music. I think it's really catchy. I just, some of the stuff, some of her songs, I don't like the, the content. Like, Dear Future Husband, I think is... It's just like it, it, it had The mixed message And it's just irritating It's annoying And it just seems like a, like An outdated concept I know it's just a catchy pop song But uh, when it became an anthem of sorts For a lot of young women And that irked me But Her music is catchy And this song in particular Is super catchy She is a master of the earworm So You
3: know Oh this song is bad Dear future husband You're looking
1: up the lyrics to it?
3: Yes. (laughs) It's very just it just reinforces just some terrible stereotypes about the male female dynamic. Okay, well, you know what else is wrong with that song? She's a blonde in that video. She should've stuck with the red hair.
1: (laughs) No judgment. No judgment at all. I'm thankful by the I'm thankful that you looked them up because sometimes when I have thoughts like that, I wonder, am I off base? So it's nice to, to get a female perspective. On that because I, when I think th- things like that I wonder am I being a mis-? like I try to stop And think am I being a misogynist right now or am I being Like an old fuddy duddy like, Do you ever worry about that, Greg, that you're, you're, you know, you're an old fuddy-duddy about certain things?
2: Absolutely, I do. So I go to the Twin Towers, this oh, Dad off base here a little bit? Eh, a little bit.
1: Yeah, you oh, might yeah. want to
2: rethink the way you're looking at that. Really? And then other times you're like, no, that's, that's okay to feel that way. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but the stuff that I talk to the boys about is quite often making sure that I'm hip. But I know I'm okay because I catch them in my closet, they wear my shoes all the time, I'm forever missing hats, and then the other day I was in Alexander's room with him and he had something hung on the wall I go, where did you get that? Eh, I got that in your secret uh, treasure chest <laughs> I said, well, you know, it's better at hanging out on your wall than it is rolled up in a, a Rubbermaid container, so good for you, buddy He says, should I ask
1: next time? I said, yeah,
2: please ask, next time <laughs>
1: Backling McGarry and McNabb, Abigail Turner, colleague at Global News, Winnipeg, posted yesterday on Twitter, anyone know of a place that could use well-loved free couches? Gave my set on Facebook Marketplace away three weeks ago, and the guy showed up today dropping them back off, and they looked even more loved than before on my front lawn. So based on that, we have been asking you to tell us a story about returning something, or a story about having something returned. And we have our winner... But, of course, we have a selection of other stories to share. Like, you see this one from the Bay, Greg? I do. Uh, 1987
2: at the Bay on Portage, working toys, books, and records. A gentleman walked in wanting to return an eight-track tape. <laughs> we, we were starting to display CDs that same week. I politely said, no. A clerk from a lower floor came up half hour
1: later with the uh, eight-track
3: tape. Oh, just went one floor down to get that return in.
1: Yes, indeed. How would you convince somebody th- to take it back? Like it's, r- I don't, I don't know. Some why. people are so smooth, Brett. This whole customer so is always smooth. right stuff is it, nonsense. I know times. they're not always right.
2: Can I sneak one in here that's not in the list? You sure. can say yes or no. Yeah. Just I got it on an email from Robert. He says uh, a number of years ago, my daughter was working for a major retail outlet. A lady came to customer service to return a bicycle. When asked what. What's the problem? The lady said, no problem. She just didn't want the bike any longer. She had no receipt. And when asked when it was purchased, she replied, two and a half, three years ago.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. you <I'm> <laughs> done with the bike.
2: It. I just can't believe people. I'm, done, I'm done
3: with it. It's, yeah. It's outlived its usefulness to me. Like, I got, a, I need a new couch. Can I just take the old couch to the store? Why Which not? It? Well, it's dirty and it's 10 years old and there's all sorts of things on it. It's ugly. I don't want it. Would you give me a new
1: one? Well, you see this one from Tom, Loren?
3: Yes. (laughs) Okay, so Tom says, I sell...
1: This one makes me gag.
3: I sell toilets at all of my trade shows. I sell off the displays. They are new. They've never been used, but have been touched by many hands. At one particular show, we sold a customer a new, out-of-box, one-piece unit for $200. Six months later, he shows up at my office wanting to return a now-used toilet... as he wanted a comfort height unit. Who would buy a used <laughs> toilet? Who would try to return one, Tom asks.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry to make you read a text that made you gag, Loren.
3: Oh, I saw this one earlier, and I was just, a, I mean, yes, like you, you know, you, you use you use toilets all the time. People, everyone does that have been used by someone else in public washrooms, and if you rent an apartment, and all the rest, but I can't imagine selling a previously used toilet. What's the Experience discount on that bad
2: boy? previously well-tested, enjoyed and previously yeah, yeah okay Well-tested. well tested
1: sure. well as always yeah. we appreciate the I, I am just blown away at the stuff that people have returned and tried to return the the audacity the unmitigated gall <laughs> and uh, so we appreciate the the stories that you're providing including our winner leanne <laughs> unmitigated gall that's the best we must first offer a disclaimer this, this text from Leanne might not be for everyone, but it's just too good not to share because we can't believe Leanne had to deal with this and she's probably not alone in this matter. Leanne says, I have worked retail grocery for over 30 years. Just when you think you've seen it all, I had a guy wanting to return uh, a personal massager. The ones that are merchandised with the uh, uh, contraceptives. He said it wasn't working. So I took it out of the package, had a look at it. I asked if he double-checked the batteries it required. He says, oh, it turns on. It just didn't work. I said, well, it won't buzz. So he says, oh, yeah, it buzzes. It just didn't work, as in um, it it didn't have the desired result. I dropped it on the counter like it was on fire. Ew. So Leanne, we salute you. For the kind of crap you've had to deal with at work, <laughs> so People you are win.
3: usually too embarrassed to buy some of that stuff, Never let alone it buy back. it and then return it. With a, <laughs> it just didn't, uh, just didn't work for me the way I wanted it to. It's
1: like Loren with the hula hoop. This just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> it just won't spin. Leanne, congratulations. You win the $20 gift card for Santa Lucia Pizza.